Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome to this special podcast, the Taz Show. Taz take, my take, Taz. Hello, I'm Taz on SmackDown. So, before I get into that, I want to talk about a couple little things here real quick. Uh, first of all, I appreciate all the support that you guys you know, download the podcast. Um, you know, just about every day, either on iTunes or TuneIn or Spotify, much appreciated, or at TazShow.com or on the Radio.com app. I really do appreciate that you guys do that and all the support for the longest time. And watching the live video or listening to me live, uh, Facebook Live, whatever. You know, I give you guys a lot of content and you guys give a lot of love and a lot of um, support. So that's appreciated. So um, so on this particular day, actually, I am in a hotel room uh, in Maryland. So uh, that's why I had some traveling to do, some uh, some good stuff. So I wanted to be able to, instead of just not do a show, be able to do a podcast uh, reacting to SmackDown, my take on it. Um, so uh, that's basically what, what we're going to rock and roll here with. Um, and then Thursday and Friday will be uh, regular Taz shows, um, basically about you know the regular gimmick, uh, live video, live show, yada yada. So and as you guys know, and I've been saying it for a while, there's definitely some changes coming with the show. Um, I'm not sure of all of those changes, but for the most part, I think it's going to be uh, pretty cool. Um, what, what's going to go down? So let's just just let's leave it at that. I can't get into too much detail with it. So um, before I get talking about SmackDown, which by the way I really enjoyed, um, and we could be on the cusp of the new top heel in the WWE. I'll get into that, uh, and we saw that on SmackDown a little bit of it, and uh, and definitely an awesome U.S. title match, and I'll get into that too. I want to read a tweet from someone that I received during SmackDown. Um, uh, at CRP Photos, uh, Cody Pap, Pap, I believe his name is. He said, uh, Taz, I know you don't read the dirt sheets. That's true, I don't. I know you don't read the dirt sheets, but rumor is Neville asked for his release. Uh, what a loss of a great talent. Hashtag the Taz Show. Well, thanks, Cody. I appreciate the note. And I wanted to talk about this for a second because I saw some of these reports online about Neville possibly uh, leaving. He walked out on Raw and he wants his release and all of this this jazz. Um, I'm not sure what's true and what's not. But this would not be the first time we saw this as of recent with the Cruiserweights. Um, Look at what happened with Austin Aries. Austin Aries, uh, you know, uh, leaving WWE and not happy and all this jazz and this is the issue when you have great talents like a Neville and Austin Aries and, and a lot of other cruiserweights there. When you have these talents as cruiserweights, you pigeonhole them. They are locked into this division, and once they hit the pinnacle of it, the top of it, and they're a the champion, or they're in a run for the title, and then that, that run ends either as a champ or as, a, as the number one contender. Well, now what? 
you know, you, you got them pigeon health. I mean, so so that's that's a, a big problem. And um, I don't know the ins and outs of what happened with Neville. I could, I think I have a pretty good idea, though. I mean, just without even being there, I could figure it out as a wrestler because I know how wrestlers think. Um, you know, the guy probably feels like, well, wait a minute. I, I, you know, I mean, you did this thing with, you know, with Enzo, and I couldn't get a shot at him. And I had the title, and I lost it, and now I couldn't get a shot at him. Now, Kalisto comes in, so I guess maybe I could get a shot. But it's like, it's like you know, it's a little bit of a... You know, again, I don't know the whole backstory. All I know is if I'm a cruiserweight there and similar things would happen with Austin Aries, it sounds maybe similar with Neville. I mean, it's like God, these guys are pigeon-held. And it's not just them. They have some excellent talents there in that cruiserweight division. So, you know, you got to be careful. I mean, if you're WWE, and I said this on, I think, Tuesday's show, yesterday's show, on the Taz show, um, when I had Mike Johnson on, I was talking about this during the PW Insider Report on my show. They're not exactly bringing in, like, new people. I mean, they're not. They're just, they're promoting within. They're using the talent that they have. Um, you know, they, they, there's no one really new coming into the fold. I mean, it, it's it's pretty kind of, like, weird. I mean, I, I look, we saw that um, we saw that tonight on SmackDown, if you think about it. You know, we, we, we saw it where, and, and trust me when I tell you, you know, I uh, uh, I like Harper. I like Rowan. They're going to come in, Harper and Rowan, as a tag team. And that's cool. And they're both really good talents. And I do like both of them. Um, I did not like the way the video was shot of them. I did not like the way it was shot at all. It looked kind of corny, to be honest with you. The, the lighting, everything. They're holding these sledgehammers, like Conan the Barbarian. It was a little hokey. In, in, on the cusp of 2018, I mean, come on, what are we doing? I'm not blaming the wrestlers here. I'm blaming the, their creative and whoever came up with this gimmick. Um, it looked a little hokey, but these are two guys that been under contract to them for quite some time. I'm happy they're using them. Um, I'm not throwing a flag on that, but I'm just saying you, you, you got to start bringing in some new talent. There's a lot of great talent that's working out there, and don't just don't just shovel them into NXT. You know, there's tens, tons of men and women that are game ready for Raw and SmackDown. Please stop. It's pro wrestling at the end of the day. Stop acting like you got you got a farm system here. You know, I mean, well, because you got a guy like, you know, uh, you had Bobby Roode, or you had Samoa Joe, or you got Eric Young, and I'm missing a, or Shinsuke Nakamura, and a bunch of these talents, and and so many other that that were in NXT for a long time, and now they're ready for WWE. Bullshit. They were ready for WWE when they fucking came into company. Let's be honest. It's a crock of shit. Don't believe that's no job. And again, these are comments you will not hear on the WWE Network on Dancing with the Table. That that I can tell you. Uh, the, the fake shoot conversations that they have. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, anyway. Um, yeah, so that's the deal on that. So let me, let me get it to SmackDown before I get too negative here. I don't want to be negative. I'm trying to be positive. And speaking of positive, I enjoyed SmackDown. I thought it was a good show. I liked it. I thought it was good coming off of Hell in a Cell. They did some great packaging to start the show off. A video package on the Hell in a Cell match with Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens. They teased a couple times throughout the night. We're going to hear from Sami Zayn. And they gave us Sami Zayn. And that's the guy I'm talking about that could potentially be the top heel in all of WWE. Fucking Sammy's promo was awesome. He knocked it out of the park. The content was great. The the delivery was great. 
Everything about the promo was great. Okay, first they had Kevin Owens come out. This was later on in SmackDown, not the top of SmackDown. That Kevin Owens come out, and Kevin did a great job selling the injuries, wrapped up arm, tape on his back of his neck. He had uh, his hand was taped up. He was limping heavily. Good stuff to sell the fact how crazy physical this match was. This Hell in a Cell match. Um, I, I I loved Kevin Owens' promo. He he basically said at Hell in a Cell he kind of had an outer body experience. St. Peter talked to him at the gates. You know, it was crazy. It was pretty funny. It was entertaining. And um, and Sami Zayn, at the end of the day, was the guardian angel. So it was like he, he basically was just about to die, Ke- uh, Kevin Owens, and he came back to life, and Sami Zayn was his guardian angel. It was great shit. I loved it. Uh, and then Sami Zayn, you know, he came out uh, to explain his actions. And I got to tell you, I'm on the fence with his original music, the ska music right now because of the heel gimmick. I, I kind of get it because it's sarcastic, and that's fine, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I guess they'll figure out his music. Maybe they'll just leave it alone. Who knows? But the thing is this. I am telling you people, if you did not see this promo, you have to check out this promo. Okay, he explained his actions perfectly. Um, basically, Sammy said he was tired of doing the right thing. That basically got him nowhere. He saw how how Kevin Owens uh, has basically taken different shortcuts here and there, and Sammy didn't think it was the right way to go about things. But at the end of the day, you know, Kevin Owens got all the success where Sammy didn't. And then when Sammy still tried to do the right thing, which basically got him nowhere, uh, he went up to Shane. He basically told the story, and he went up to Shane last week and said. He tried to help him, told him how dangerous that Kevin Owens is, and Shane basically brushed him off in the hallway. It was great. It was great. They didn't need to show footage of that, meaning B-roll. They did not have to. Uh, Shane, I'm sorry, uh, Sammy explaining it was just as good. It was perfect. Um, it was perfect. And he kept calling Kevin Owens his, him, he kept calling Kevin Owens his brother. And then they embraced as buddies and all this stuff. And so, yeah. Um, I thought maybe, and I was saying this uh, during a PW Insider report on my show yesterday, I thought there was a chance that maybe uh, they would go against what they did on the house show on Monday and Kevin would be kind of pissed at Sammy. I'm glad they didn't go that route, which is good. They they went this other route uh, where they're allies and they're buddies and, and they had they were bitter rivals, Sammy and Kevin Owens. Now they're, they're, they're a team, a, a, an alliance or whatever you want to call them. Here's my only negative on this. You got to be careful, okay? Because it started to a little bit when Sammy and Kevin at the end of the promo segment started going back and forth in a positive way. It started to remind me of Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Okay, you got to be careful of that. That's the only thing. You know, a couple of Canadian dudes, same gimmick, friend. You know, and then they're they're doing no, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you know, it's it, you, you got to be careful. If I'm Kevin Owens, I'd be real careful of this. Just my opinion. And WWE needs to just keep that different <laughs> than the stuff that they did with Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. That That's really, uh, to me, very, very important. Hopefully WWE will figure that out. And Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn, they're all smart enough to do that. And I'm sure they will. But I'm telling you, with or without Kevin Owens as his ally, Sami Zayn, this was a great rub for him and a great opportunity for him to show we, we all know he's such an excellent talker, but to hear him cut the promo, the way he cut the promo, and how he can communicate 
uh, articulate, uh, accurate, uh, succinct, on point, perfectly, perfectly done promo that explained his actions. There was just something about him when he was talking. You gotta hate the guy. Oh my God, I'm thinking this guy is fucking money as a heel. Big money. So, I really, uh, I love the promo. Absolutely love the promo. I also loved another promo of uh, the Usos. That's basically how they kicked it off, to, to kick the show off. Because I think what they did here was smart. Because a lot of people forgot how great the, the, the first Hell in a Cell match was that we saw on Sunday. We knew how great the second one was, what, meaning there were two in the, in the night. It was the tag team title match, and it was Kevin Owens and Shane. So Kevin Owens and Shane was the last match, so everybody, everyone remembers that, and that's what everybody's talking about because the Sammy stuff and all that. So we all kind of forgot about how great, as a community, uh, how great of a uh, uh, tag team uh, Hell in a Cell match we saw with the Usos and the New Day, and it was great. So I think WWE did the right thing here with SmackDown, giving a ton of time in the first segment to the Usos and the New Day in a promo segment, and it was well done. And it wasn't the New Day cutting the promo. It was the Usos cutting the promo. And uh, these are the most realistic guys as far as realistic, like their entrance, the way they act, the Usos, on the show, in my opinion. Okay, most realistic. So for them to be a little, hey, sign of respect right here because of what we did in that ring, I thought it was cool. I don't mind seeing the Usos if they turned around and, and turned on a New Day and beat them up again. I wouldn't have minded that either. But this wasn't corny. And the Usos did a great job of explaining what happens after the show. And what happens and how their bodies were beat up in a rental car. And on the way to the hotel, at the hotel, yada, 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 yada. And, and the only ones who could understand how their bodies felt were the New Day. I thought that was excellent content again in the promo. Okay, uh, they had some really good promos on the SmackDown, meaning the talent. The writing of the promos were excellent, the placement was excellent, and, and the delivery was excellent of, of just about everybody I saw. I just really enjoyed the promo, I did. And then they had the high pros come out, Shelton and, and Chad, uh, the Fashion Files, uh, you know, Prezango, uh, Ascension. They interrupt, and then Daniel Bryan comes out kind of pissed off and, and tells the New Day to get out of the ring and tells the Usos to get out of the ring. He makes a fatal four-way to face the Usos. This is what I was a little confused about. Daniel Bryan kind of came out mad and said, tonight's not the night for this, and you guys get out of the ring. And he was kind of like a little bit of like a heel, and I don't know why. Like, unless I missed something, they didn't explain what the hell was Daniel so pissed off about. Like, it was kind of odd. Like, he just seemed angry. I I don't know why. (laughs) Excuse me, I don't know what the hell that was about It was kind of odd I mean, again, maybe I missed something later on I don't know, but it was kind of fucking weird, to be honest Uh, He was a little bit of a little little douche Kind of a douchey heel You know, which I got a problem with the guy being a heel But it was kind of weird Then they they went into the Fatal 4-Way I think it was a two-segment match, I believe The Hype Bros, The Ascension uh, Chad, Shelton Benjamin those guys need a name. Uh, um, you know, give, give them a name. Chad and Shelton, Shelton, Benjamin, Chad. I mean, come on. Give them a name. Enough. Okay, something. Uh, you know, American Alpha 2, something. Gold medal times 2, something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Something better than that. Um, Bizango was in this thing here, and they had the Usos watching ringside, which was smart. Okay, with the titles in their hands. Okay. 
Um, the New Day just kind of rolled off into the sunset, so we'll see what happens with them. But this was a good match. They ended up having Shelton and Chad uh, uh, Gable win the match over Breezango. You know, I have no problem with Shelton and Chad winning. I think that's cool, and, and they're going to push them, and I think that that's that's cool. But Breezango, I feel like the whole fashion file thing has really gotten over. They got a nice pop when it came out. Man, I wouldn't mind if they would have won this thing. I got to tell you. And give them a legitimate shot uh, and then lose to, you know, the Usos or something. Um, it's much easier to defeat Breezango than it's going to be, I'm talking about in writing and creativity, than to beat Shelton and Chad. That That's my only thing here. Breezango could have, could have, you know, somehow in a creative, funny way won. Just because they've been putting a lot of time and effort into the whole, you know, Fashion Files thing. I just thought like a nice victory for them would have been pretty cool. <clears throat> you know, that's just how I uh, see it. So, but it was a, it was a good. The fatal fall was pretty good. I mean, and and uh, and, and it was well done. Um, what else we got? So then we have a uh, we did it. We saw a detailed, a very detailed video package on the uh, women's title match. Okay, Natalia and Charlotte from Hell in a Cell. Well done. Package was very good. Again, this this goes consistent with. This was a good SmackDown for the most part. I thought it was. Um, and we saw backstage, Natalia was cutting a promo, and, and uh, I'm trying to remember what happened. I think uh, I think Carmella walked in a promo or something like that. And next I know Charlotte walks in a promo, gets into words with Natalia, drills up because Natalia said something nasty like, did you break your father's, uh, did, did, did you break your father's heart again or something like that. I can't remember. Um, uh, what what exactly Natalia said, but something about you know a shot at Ric Flair and his heart, and that Charlotte broke his heart or something. And Charlotte just drilled with a forearm Natalia, um, and it got physical. And then Becky Lynch came in and she went right at Carmella, which was smart because that was the next match. So it was a smart segue, Carmella versus uh, Becky Lynch. So um, which was a very physical bout. I think both uh, both girls showed really good intensity. Uh, I'm I'm happy for Carmella. Remember, I, t- I said a while back that this girl should have been a heel when she came in to uh, WWE and, and left, you know, NXT, and they were having her initially as a babyface. I mean, I could do without Homeboy on the chain on the collar gimmick enough. I mean, it's a little funky, and it's like I, I mean, look, you, WWE, listen, you kind of you know took this guy's integrity and made him look like a shithead. Enough. Stop. Okay. Stop. You stop. You, you, you for whatever some reason you you got you have to humiliate the guy. Okay. Enough. We get it. You, you guys. It, it, it's. I don't know if it's a bully tactic. I don't know what it is. It's just dumb. Stop. Enough. Okay. W- what they're doing with this guy. Enough. With the, the, with the chain and the collar. It's ridiculous. Um, Carmella doesn't need it. He don't need it. It, it. The WWE don't need it. Stop it. Please. Stop. It's not even entertaining. It, it makes no sense. It doesn't help her be more of a heel. It doesn't. The girl's a heel in her promo work, in her facial expressions, the way she moves, in her work. And speaking of her work, meaning Carmella, she's really amped up her ability. I knew it. I personally could see that potential in her when she was in NXT once uh, Enzo and Cass left her. You know, went to WWE and she stayed in NXT. You could see her ability. She was still raw and kind of green, but man... Her learning curve got short, and she she got real good in the ring, and and she's got the money in the bank gimmick. They beat her again. Uh, Becky made a tap out, 
I think you got to be smart with Carmella eventually and give her give her some credibility. I mean, geez, I mean she she has the, uh, the money in the bank. You can't just beat it down, you know, tapping out. I mean, um, WWE's been doing a couple little surprise wins here for people, especially in the women's division. We saw it on Raw. We saw Bailey get beat. We saw Emma win the gimmick, let, you know, on Monday night. Uh, we saw Sasha get beat in that same match. I mean, so you know. I don't think it would have been the end of the world here if Carmella would have defeated Becky. I really don't. The, the, both these girls are tremendous in the ring, and, and Carmella's got a lot of credibility in her own right. And uh, like I said, they both showed really good intensity, and, and it was a good match. But I, I you know, I, I mean, I, I respect the fact they give you a finish. I, I just don't think you need to. I just think they should, they should push. If this girl's got the money in the bank, push her a little better. Push her. And that doesn't mean having some dude on a dog collar and a chain putting them. That doesn't mean a push. That's just, it's humiliating to, to people. There's no need for it. I mean, so it's, it's, it's annoying. It just really is annoying. It annoys me. It's just, it's immature and it's dumb. And, and it's, it's like the old school booking they would do just to, re, to rib people. R-I-B, rib. That's how shit used to go. Trust me. Um, anyway, uh, and like I said, um, uh, that jumped out to me. Oh, I talked about Kevin Owens promo. I talked about Sami Zayn. How great that was. I'm going through my cheat sheet. Okay, Orton Nakamura. I wanted to talk about a little bit here against Rusev Nate in English. This was a good match, really good match. Uh, Orton and Nakamura, they work well together as a team. Um, Nakamura won the match uh, with the knee strike on to uh, Aiden English. I was also happy for Aiden English to be in the ring here. In this tag match against Orton and Nakamura, that's a good rub for him. We've seen him do stuff with, with Orton. I like it. I just I, I like that Aiden English is getting an opportunity here. And Rusev, I've always liked. So you know you, you can't go wrong with Rusev. Um, I enjoyed that. Bobby Roode. Okay, Bobby Roode calls out Dolph Ziggler. These guys had a good promo segment deal. Uh, there's a rematch coming with these two guys. It's nice to see because I do think. Hopefully at the next big show. Now, they're going to actually face each other, I believe, next week on SmackDown. Actually, that's what they said. Um, I'd like to see them build this thing up a little more. Like I said, I, I think I said about these two guys, that three out of five with these two guys would be awesome. I mean, have them go and have a draw next week, like an old school you know, draw where there's no finish. The time limit runs out and they're just fighting. And then it gets to a point where Daniel Bryan, you know, um, they both want to keep facing each other. You know, Ziggler wants to face him, Orton, uh, uh, not Orton, uh, Rude wants to face Ziggler, yada, yada, back and forth. And then eventually, you do a gimmick where Daniel Bryan goes, you know what, the hell with it. You know, best three out of five. And just just sprinkle them out, spread those matches out with these two guys. Um, it, 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 they could steal the show, let them work a lot with each other, let them... You know, build that chemistry. These guys are both workhorses. Let them be the workhorses. You know, they're damn well good enough. Don't bury them in the fucking spot in the car that you did in Hell in a Cell, though, because that was rough. They were in a really shitty spot, and I talked about that the other day. So I think you got to be smarter than that and treat them a little bit special, you know, where you, you don't just... Look, card placement is, a, is, is very important. Okay, and, and I remember like during my time in all the years and matches and pay-per-views I called for WWE, a lot of times, I think I might have said this in the past, a lot of times they would have the females, the girls, would be that bumper match, you know, where 
they wanted to bring the people down a little bit before the main event or it was something that was tough to follow. Uh, let's put the girls there. But that's when girl-female matches, and, and thank God it's not like this no more, was very um, kind of crass and lowbrow and a lot of TNA, and I don't mean the wrestling company. I mean, you know, you know, it, it was just a very, you know, bra and panty matches. You, you guys saw it. You know what I'm talking about. So a lot of times the athletes or the girls, the performers, that's, it, it was different than now. These girls, as a stereotype of them all, they're athletes. They're they're bringing in wrestlers, which I respect, and they're treating women wrestling so much better than they did years ago. And I think you could call it the women's revolution that Stephanie was behind it, which I'm sure she was on a shoot to a degree. I, it's all good. I I'm all in for that. Um, trust me, I've called many of these bra and panty matches back in the day, and it sucked to call. Um, a lot of us just it just was just lowbrow shit. But the thing is, you know, those matches sometimes were used as those buffer bumper matches where, you know, you want to bring the people down for a minute or it's something tough to follow. Then you put that one of those matches out there. That's kind of how things used to go. You know, um, now it's a little different, you you know, because everyone on the card can work. Everyone on the card is are legit wrestlers, you know, male or female, which is great. That's what you want. But then you get in a situation where you're trying to bring the people down for a minute before you go into this big hell in a cell, and now you're going to just put, you know, Ziggler and Root out there. And I, I enjoyed the match, and I enjoyed the roll-up and the roll-up and the roll-up and the roll-up into the finish. I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed Ziggler getting his heat back right away at hell in a cell. I talked about this. But... I don't think you did them any 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 good at all by putting them in that slot in the card that you put them. So I do think that what you got to do with Rude and Ziggler is definitely fine. You want to have them work next week on SmackDown? That's what you promoted and you advertised. Awesome. Okay, but thing is, I wouldn't give them a finish. I would, like I said, I would go count out or double disqualification. I think a count out's better. Just have them fighting and and and. Um, well, not to count. I'm sorry. Time limit draw. You know, time limit just is up. You know, uh, uh, and 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 I, and then I would go that both, like I said, Rude and Ziggler are pissed, and they want to compete against each other again, and they keep hounding and bothering Daniel Bryan individually about it. And then I would I would somehow some way segue into the next couple of weeks into the best three of five series with these two wrestlers and let them do their thing, Ziggler and, and, and Rude. I think it'd be money, money, money. I'm telling you right now, there's a chemistry with these guys. Um, there's a lot. They have a lot in common besides being very different. Um, I don't know. I, I, think, I just think it works, and, and I think three out of five would be awesome. Now, the last time I pitched three, that's three out of five. I can't remember who it was. You guys will remind me. And they didn't do it. I think it was Kevin Owens or something. I don't remember who it was. Now, damn, I shouldn't have brought it up because I can't remember who it was. And they never did it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. There's there's something there with this, uh, with these two guys. Maybe the, maybe the WWE will turn around and do it this time. Uh, we'll see. Um, so the U.S. title match, right? So they did AJ versus Corbin where AJ, you know, uh, wanted to get his shot back at his his former championship, and Corbin goes in as the U.S. champ. 
I think they did a good job on SmackDown, you know, sprinkling this in the show a little bit and teasing that this match was going to happen tonight in the main event. And it's nice to see that U.S. title in the main event. I think that's badass. I think it's cool. I'm down with it. They gave the match a good amount of time, which is probably why they kind of dicked them over on their entrances because they didn't the, – the champion was in the ring without an entrance. I mean, uh, the feed I was watching in this hotel room, that's what happened. And um, and then AJ was got the tail end of his music, you know, coming into the ring. And they did the, you know, the main event feel ring introductions to make it feel bigger, which is cool. One fall. <laughs> anyway, um, they did that. But um, I think you got to have the entrances. We're getting everybody else's entrance. Why not give uh, the U.S. champion's entrance? Uh, I, I didn't see it. I, again, I, I don't know if I got a different feed in this, this room that I'm in or what, and I didn't see AJ's. But anyway, um, regardless, the, this was an excellent match. Um, both guys, no shocker. They both worked really, really hard. Look, AJ said it many times. Uh, w- just one of the best in the, in the modern-day pro wrestling times this, for years is AJ Styles. And he still is. The guy is fucking unbelievable. He took this bump in his match on the outside, which led to him losing the match. Uh, that was just, it just kills your body. And, 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 you know, that's smart to do because then next thing you know, he gets caught in the finish and the match is over and Corbin retains the championship. Clean. Okay. Um, I told you folks, you people, <laughs> I told you guys that this would happen. Once I saw that they were going to wrestle each other, I saw the package on Raw. I told you guys on Tuesday's episode, Tuesday's episode of the Taz Show. I said, look it. What they're going to do here, they have to galvanize Corbin and have to have him defeat AJ because he did not defeat AJ to become champ. It was a three-way match, and he beat Ty Dillinger, who wrestled as the Invisible, invisible Man today. He wasn't even on the show. I didn't see him, which I think is an epic fail, okay? And that's the fucking thing I said, that this guy here, Ty Dillinger, was being utilized as a sacrificial lamb just not to beat AJ and get them to a match on SmackDown, I guess. And I just, you know, that sucks. You got to give Ty Dillinger something back on this. I mean, because he had a great showing, and you took the time to put him in the match. Jesus, you know, get get him on the friggin' show. Do something. You know, really. Uh, I'm serious. I, that makes no sense. Regardless, this U.S. title match was very good. Corbin retained. You even heard one of the announcers say it now at the end of the match. He goes, removes all doubt, basically. You know, Baron Corbin beat AJ or something like that, paraphrasing. I mean, it was heard several times throughout the show. I think even AJ said it in an interview. Uh, Corbin didn't pin me. You know, he he, he pinned Dillinger, whatever. It, so that's what I said to you guys after seeing Raw and seeing the video package. That's what they told me. I, it jumped out to me right away what they were doing. The match was a re, was kind of a rematch, but it wasn't a three-way. Just to lock in the fact, hey, now our new champ, our new U.S. champ, he's not only U.S. champ, but here, look at this. He didn't beat. He didn't just beat AJ. He beat him with his finish right on live TV on SmackDown. That's it. So now we're good. He's got credibility, and I think that's great. Corbin's earned that, and I think that he he should have the title for a long time. He cut a promo at the end of the night where Renee interviewed him in the ring, and he basically said, in your face, everybody, 
I'm going to have this championship for a long time, whatever. If you don't like it, I don't give a shit, that type thing. I thought that was great. Um, Real quick, back to the one more thing about, like, I talked about Orton and Nakamura, and that was cool and shit. But the thing is, like, they talked a little bit about Nakamura and Jinder Mahal and all that. But, you know, you you know, so you you had Nakamura lose to Jinder Mahal that, that shocked a lot of people. And now you put him in a tag match. Like I said, I like wanting to knock him more tagging, but it just shows me you got two big stars and you're just putting them together here. I mean, you know, how how do you not have something figured out for either of these guys, especially knock him more because he's newer, you know, and you beat him? You know, that that's kind of like the credo of the wrestler. Like when, when you're going to lose a match, that's kind of important. Usually what you say to the office is, well, where are we going with this? Now I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit for you. Where are we going with this? What's the story? Where are we going with me? I'm just curious. Okay, fine. I'm doing the job tonight. Great. Where are we going, though? Just so I know for the future. You don't just say, yes, got it. Thank you. And move on. Yeah, not, maybe when you're brand new, you do. But this guy's not brand new. You know, wh- wh- where are they going with him? I mean, okay, we're, we're going to have you lose in a big match to Jinder Mahal. Jinder will retain the championship on, in Hell in a Cell. And then on um, SmackDown, we're going to have you tag up with Randy Orton, and you'll get the pin to Aiden English. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what? what <clears throat> I don't get it, you know? I mean, jeez, it, it, it just seems a little fugazi. Like, come on. What is that? You know, where, where are they going with Nakamura here? Look, Orton's made. He's a made guy. So even if, if you're pausing on Orton or you're just he's on cruise control, that's fine. Orton is an ultra-successful guy and he's held the championship so many times. He's been pushed for so many times and done a great job with it for so many times, for so many years. And this other guy here, Nakamura, you know, he, he's still newer to the, to the you know, the, the, to a lot of the audience that aren't fans of either, you know, NXT, but n- namely uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, wh- where, where are you going? What are you doing with this guy? Really? What are you doing with him? I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, it's To me, it's just, I don't know. you got to figure that out. How do you not? He's coming into a tag team match, Nakamura with Orton on SmackDown, and he beats Aiden English. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, anyway. Uh, so that's the deal. But um, all in all, like I said, I did like SmackDown. I did. It wasn't like I disliked. I did like it. I thought it was a good show. If you didn't see, you should check it out. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, that's most of the stuff I think that happened in the show that jumped out to me anyway. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of you know talk to you guys a little bit about it and give you you know give give you my pers- my uh, what I got my take on SmackDown uh, from watching it. So. Uh, so there you have it, and I'll be back at you guys on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, how am I doing? Thursday and Friday, Taz show, uh, same bat time, same bat channel, all that good shit, and that's the deal. And again, I appreciate all the support, guys, and uh, make sure you know, on iTunes you you know rate the show, review it, and stuff like that. And 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 I appreciate you guys promoting and support our sponsors because you know. I always want to be able to give you free content, and, and, and that's what we've been doing. They give you a lot of content, and I'm not throwing it up to your face. That's not my shit. But, you know, support the, 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 you know, support the show the best you can, 
and uh, and you know support the sponsors too. That's important. And and buy a hat for Christ's sake, you know. So it's a joke. All right. Anyway, uh, I'll talk to you guys uh, on Thursday, and that's the deal. So I appreciate the uh, all the time uh, and effort you guys put into my show also and social media and everything. And I hope you guys have a good one. And I'll be back at you on uh, Thursday. Uh, live, live, 8 a.m. Eastern. So that's the deal. All right, guys. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. Yeah. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you.